So for this week's special news segment, uh, we have Brooke Cooper, one of our esteemed finance journalists, uh, here to talk about a topic that you all know about called shrinkflation. So whether that's getting fewer Tim Tams in the packet, less chips in the bag, or just paying more for less. Uh, so welcome, Brooke. Uh, let's talk about shrinkflation. What have you noticed uh, with the shrinkflation? Hi, thanks for having me. So as you said, we all pretty much know about shrinkflation at this point. It is just an amalgamation of the words shrink and inflation. So it's paying more or paying the same for less, as you just said. So things like Things like Oreos, for instance, this time last year, a packet of just your plain original bog standard Oreos, they used to weigh 133 grams this time last year, and now they weigh 128 grams. So that's five grams lighter, but the price is pretty much the same as far as I can tell. So I came across a story a while ago where French supermarket Carrefour put up signs and they were calling out brands engaging in shrinkflation, essentially shaming their suppliers in an effort to force the suppliers to reduce their prices. Mm. Uh, it even ended up in, on the desk of the French finance minister, Bruno Le Maire, who went on Twitter and TV proclaiming the country would legislate to make manufacturers advertise shrinkflation. So when I heard that, I thought, what a great idea, a bit of corporate vigilante vigilanteism <laughs> tough words that's it but when I delved in further I found there is a little bit more to it than that so is shrinkflation on the rise is it getting worse do you think have from your research it isn't new and it's hard to say whether it's getting worse or not. Uh, so I spoke to retail expert Professor Gary Mortimer who said he was asked questions about shrinkflation and Kellogg's cereal a decade ago. Mm. So it's definitely not new. It's not even new that it's making the news. Uh, and Australians actually love shrinkflation. So research from QUT found that Aussies would prefer to buy a smaller packet for the same price than have the price of an item increase and the size remain the same. However, we might be noticing more shrinkflation because of the cost of living crisis. So we're looking a little bit more closely at that unit price on supermarket ticket items and potentially just realising instances of shrinkflation where we otherwise might not have even noticed it. That's all being driven by the cost of living crisis and that cost of living crisis is also impacting manufacturers. So things like energy, fuel, wages, insurance, rates, rents, all of those sort of things, manufacturers have to pay those as well. And so reducing the contents in a packet allows them to pass on some of those extra costs without hiking prices for consumers. So shrinkflation could be seen as a win-win, depending on how you want to look at it. Gee, I don't know about that, Brooke. I don't consider it a win, really. Um, and it seems like, you know, you said there that Aussies prefer paying the same price for a little bit less, which is you're probably good on the waistline, but it seems like companies are doing both. They're increasing the prices and putting in less. Um, and I thought it was interesting what you said about the uh, French supermarket chain Carrefour. You know, the, the French love a bit of civil disobedience. They protest if fuel prices are too high. Um, I can't see Australians doing that, and I certainly can't see you know the sort of big two uh, Coles and Woolies doing that because it seems like they're kind of um, in on it too. Not to be a conspiracy theorist, but they're they're kind of loving the higher prices, you know, posting record profits and and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, so that kind of leads me into the next question: Do you think this will happen in Australia? That there'll be more of a a push against shrinkflation, uh, especially from the major supermarkets in Australia? 
Well, as you say, the French do love a bit of civil disobedience, you know, let them eat cake and whatnot. Um, but yeah, probably not in Australia. So Professor Mortimer's reckon, Mortimer reckons Carrefour's move is actually kind of controversial. He said the supermarket could be, could be feasibly doing it as a public service announcement, but probably otherwise it's quite adversarial uh, he said the supermarket's probably trying to maintain its own margins and profits while manufa demanding manufacturers reduce theirs and Carrefour could feasibly take that hit and sell the products for the same price despite paying more to the manufacturer but it's yeah. not doing that it's advertising to consumers what's happening and trying to force the manufacturer's arm a little bit more um, Potentially there's some middle ground that could be found, but it's quite political. It's a very political move. And uh, Professor Mortimer doesn't think Australian supermarkets have such a political relationship with their suppliers. So you probably won't see Coles or Woolies going to battle against food brands over shrinkflation anytime soon. For sure. Um, and just personally, Brooke, like where have you noticed shrinkflation hit the hardest in your weekly shop? I am actually, I mentioned Oreos before. I love Oreos. So Oreos are actually vegan. So they're essentially a vegetable yeah. is my thought <laughs> process. Um, so that extra Oreo would be quite nice on a Friday night. Um, but otherwise, I mean, the cost of the supermarket shop has gone up, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. Whether I've noticed shrinkflation as much, I think it's really hard as this kind of current high inflation environment to notice where you're getting less when you are just paying through the nose or it seems like you're paying through the nose. How about you guys? Um, yeah, well, for me, it's really hard to quantify this sort of thing um, because you don't really pay attention to your shopping receipts over the years. But every time you go to the checkout, you, it feels like you're paying, you know, 100 bucks for like two little piddly bags of groceries. And that's that's arguably shrinkflation right there. Um, and also as well, uh, Maccas say, say they don't do this, but I swear the, um, the size of burgers has shrunk over the years, oh, yeah. especially the Big Mac. It doesn't look very big at all. Or maybe my hands have just gotten bigger over the years. <laughs> but yeah, they, they say they don't do that. But, it, but I reckon there's a bit of uh, trimming around the edges there. Probably not bad for the waistline though. Emma? Yeah, look, I did a grocery shop the other day. I got literally like five things, not even $70. I was like, how, like this is, just, it's, it's so hard. And I think it's, unless you're a regular purchaser of a particular product, it's probably harder to notice shrinkflation unless it's, you've been buying it consistently over years and years. Um, but yeah, there's definitely no arguing that the price of groceries is ludicrous at the moment. And it's... Um, yeah, it's getting a lot harder. <laughs> My grandfather would be a good uh, bellwether for this because he has kept every receipt of every purchase he's ever made. Um, he has like folders and folders at his apartment of the receipts, you know, dating back to 1953 or whatever. Um, so it'd be interesting to see um, if the if the um, ink hasn't faded to see how much prices have changed, even just over the last few years. Like if you compare, you know, pre-pandemic prices with today, I, I reckon you'd be shocked, especially with um, the sort of basic core staple grocery items and meat and veg as well. Mm. So yeah, it does, uh, hopefully there's a sort of end to this. Uh, and uh, wages start to pick up to compensate for the rise in the cost of living. Um, but I think that's all we have time for on shrinkflation. Uh, I promise I was just in the pool. Uh, Brooke Cooper, thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Brooke.